Hey, everybody. How you doing? Today, we have a great lineup on the Mikey Betts Show. We have Barstool Sports' very own Frank the Tank coming on. We have NFL content creator and Justin Fields' plug, Max Markham coming on the show. And then we also have my buddies Eric and Mando coming on. We're going to be talking a lot of Bears, Bulls, Betts, bullshit, and much, much more. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about Manscaped. So before I used Manscaped, my balls used to look like bat wings. I mean, they were so sweaty, hairy, connecting to my thighs. Now with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, it's so easy to take care of myself down there. Everything is smooth as silk. And you know what? Your girl will love it too. So why don't you use that promo code MikeyBets and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's MikeyBets, M-I-K-E-Y-B-E-T-S. So with that being said, let's do it, let's get it, and let's get into the show. It's the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show. Hey guys, welcome to the Mikey Bet Show. Today I have an amazing guest. His name is Mike Mando, aka Mike Man. And we also have Frank the Tank from Barstool Sports coming on the show as well. It's going to be a good one. We've got a lot to talk about. We have a lot of training camp, especially for the Bears. Andy Dalton looks surprisingly pretty good. Mm, Justin Fields looks good. The other day he had a couple picks, but we're not going to talk about that. The picks we are going to talk about are the Ogletree picks that he's had against Nick Foles, who, you know, was going to just dice it up with the threes. Don't think that's happened, you fucking sack of shit. We've got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about for the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan is officially a Bull. They're not done yet. Got to find a way to get Lowry Markkinen the fuck out of Chicago because he doesn't want to be here. I don't care where we send him at this point. If you don't want to be with Chicago, you can get the fuck out of here. And uh, Cubs suck. Just lost to the White Sox. Very good. Plus 500 to win the World Series. I've been saying it for about a few weeks now, and they were at plus 700 to win the, the World Series. You better hop on those. You better hop on those ASAP. Unless you're looking at, if you're a total anti-White Sox fan and you hate the White Sox, throw a little peanuts on uh, Astros, plus 400 right now. With that being said, let me introduce my first guest. He's one of my really good friends, Mike Mando. All right, so we have a lot to talk about. First of all, I want to get your reaction on the Bulls trades. Let's talk about those Bulls trades. Well, not trades, Bulls moves. First off, let's talk about the Lonzo trade. Love that one the most. I've been a big baller fan from the jump, dude. The you first know, big big Lavar guy. Mm-hmm. The first day that you, uh, first day that he got drafted, didn't you buy the big baller got, brand shirt? Yeah, I got the big baller brand shirt, the hoodie, bought Alonzo Lakers jersey. Uh, yeah, so very excited about this. Needless to say, in I, they absolutely made the right call. I think, despite you know, it's going to obviously stunt Kobe White's development, but you know, he'll be a good six man. Yeah, I think so. I think especially it could be like a Lou Williams role. Um, I actually went to see Lonzo play when he was drafted. He was a Laker, obviously, and he played against Giannis. It's probably one of the better games, but I went there to go see Lonzo. I didn't even go to see Giannis. And uh, he put up a triple. It was his first triple double. It was pretty a bit, pretty badass game. He's going to be putting up a lot more in a Bulls jersey. I feel like he's a good complement to Zach Levine and uh, – 
now DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, I didn't, I didn't even see that coming. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, that was out of the blue, but that's another one I'm excited about. I know you're probably, I'm guessing, they're going to hit him at the three. He's not undersized, but a six, seven, three. You know, that's all right. It's going to be very fast paced small ball, which, you know, it's kind of the wave now. That's, I like it. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Williams at the four. No, he's, he's going to make a big leap this year, I think. He's huge. My thing is, is they're still not done. What are they going to do now? They got Lowry Markinen, and there's possibility of them trading Kobe White, too. I know you were just talking about that. I would love to keep him personally. I'd like to see him stick around. But, I mean, if they get rid of him, they could probably get a decent haul for him. I know they need big men. They really only have Vooch, uh, and I think they just signed, like, some 22-year-old kid who, you know, can't even think of his name. So. Uh, Simovich? Marco Simovich? Or are you uh, talking uh, about uh, the Tony, like Tony the guy? Tony Bradley or something, but, you know. Tony Danza. Took, took us long to remember his name, so I'll go with you, really. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy. Just kidding. Go Bulls. Um, yeah, we got a lot of moves. I really, I, the other day, it was plus 12,000 for the Bulls to win the championship. Oh, that's easy money. Yeah, now they just moved to plus seven, seven thousand, something like that. So you put, you put down 10, you win 700. You put down 100, you win 7,000. Quick math. Quick math, quick math. Big man, big man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for these trades. We, yeah, we got a lot more. I don't know what they're going to do with Lowry. Uh, I could see him going to Charlotte. I could yeah, see him. I could see him going to the Mavericks. I could see him going to the Knicks. Uh, he just needs to get out of Chicago because he was talking shit about us. Did you yeah, see that? I, I mean, what does he say that uh, he's got offers on the table from other teams and he wants a fresh start? Like, yeah, so do the Bulls. They, they don't really want you either. But yeah, I, I, I've never had a problem with him. I always liked him. Just you know, he was a he was a Hoiberg guy and. Hoiberg's long gone, so it's time for something new. Holy shit, I forgot about Hoiberg. But that's what I'm saying. If there was no Jim Boylan, then Hoiberg would be the run. He would get all that shit for it. Oh, oh, oh. We got the uh, breaking news. We have uh, a new guest, a new guest coming in, surprise guest. Eric Bonilla. How are we doing, brother? What's going on? What's going on, boys? Crack that cold one. Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, we're just going over the uh, the Bulls trades. We were just talking about Lonzo. You're going to have to speak up a little bit because you're farther away from the mics. Uh, we're talking about Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan and all these trades that AK and Eversley are making. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, DeMar DeRozan, he's been kind of quiet if you don't follow the Spurs a lot. But, I mean, if you look at his stats, he's been balling. He, had, out, a, he had a career year in assists this year. He's seven, seven and a half assists a year. That's his career high. Yeah, who's even really had to like get a system on the Spurs? Exactly. Imagine him now. You know, he's gonna yeah, he's, he's gonna be a good fit. I mean, defense is kind of a question, but when you got Lonzo on the on the back court, I mean, that's kind of helping out your defense. I don't think Levine or maybe Demar is a good defender, but you know, this ain't a defensive team. Though. I mean, between Levine, Demar, and Vucevic, uh, like. It's a, a high-scoring team. We're not worried about defense. Just outscore the other team. And I think we can. I think we have all the shooters. I mean, that's a lot of free tacos. Dude, Big Macs going out. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Well, they got rid of the Big Macs. They got rid of the score 100 points, and you'll win a free Big Mac if they win. Because now every single team is scoring 100 points. Garbage. Well, <laughs> big facts. To replace it, they got the Taco Bell, and then they do the Portillos. If you miss two free throws in a row, doesn't matter when, where. So, dude, I. I love, I love that. And it's always in the fourth quarter and somebody always falls into it because at least one out of 10 players are mental midgets. Shout out to all my midgets out there. Um, But yeah, like it's just, it's just one of those things. Like those are the fun things. My favorite thing is the donut races, Mm -hmm. you know, Biggie Bagel, Cuppy Coffee, 
Those motherfuckers, dude. That's uh, that's the sh- shit I'll lay twenty grand on. You it's know what I'm saying? Lively. What? It's almost like <laughs> you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> At four a.m., they got <laughs> right before uh, Duncan opens. They're they're recording it in uh, a different fucking country, the Duncan Olympics. But uh, we're moving on. We're moving on to Bears talk because I know that's what everyone wants to talk about right now. Fucking Justin Fields looks great, 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 great right now. Andy Dalton surprisingly looks great as well. Um, and Nick Foles is not dicing it up with the threes. He's actually throwing three picks today to Ogletree, the guy who we fucking just signed for the veteran minimum. So I don't know what Nick Foles is talking about. I kind of want to hear your guys' reaction on, did you guys hear Nick Foles' press conference interview? Yeah, but he seems like he just wants out already, yep. which I don't blame him. But. Yeah, he, I, I still <laughs> think he's in the mind state that like he could compete for a job somewhere. Which that, I mean, that's long gone, bro. He's, he's shot. Yeah, he's he's shot. He he fucking said the other day. He was like, I know, I know that I'm better than what I was in 2017. Which is, first of all, it's not saying no much. Way. I know you're a Super Bowl winner. And then he was like going off about Frank Reich, how big his cock is. Like he was like, oh, this guy. Like, well, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Big, <laughs> big, big time. <laughs> and then what did what did Nagy do today to fucking or the other day to piss him off to p- piss Nick Foles off? He fucking brings his head coach in, his mm-hmm. former head coach. Like, dude. Oh, you think you're tight with him, huh? <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Look at these visors. Just, just trade him for a seven round pick. You're just get him out of here. Just get him out of here. Get a seven round pick for him. No, who's giving that? Up? Well, you know what? I, they better, they better hold him until mid mid season. You know what I'm saying? When a quarterback goes down, mm-hmm. I was watching the. I don't even want to admit this, but football's back, so I'm excited. I was watching the football game yesterday, right? I was watching the first half. Cowboys could use a fucking backup. <laughs> Uh, oh, which is Gucci Danucci? Yeah, Ben Danucci. Like, yeah. dude, that guy's not. That guy with Dak. He just got hurt again, too. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's was inside out like less than a year. <laughs> that yeah, dude, he's nice. yeah, that, that ain't it. Thumbs up on the ambulance here. Did you read that story? You try to like pop it back in, like yeah, like immediately. Like, not. That's not how it works, you fucking need back in. All right. That's, that, that, that fucking idiot wants how much? Like over 40 million. Dude, I'm not giving him that as long as nah, no, no shot. Um, I mean, if he was a Bears player, sure, I'd give it to him. Nah, but. He's not a franchise. You, ever, ever since that fucking video of him getting his ass knocked out in spring break, like I, I that's just the guy I don't think so. He got knocked out yeah, by, like, like, by a person? By like some franchise. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, was, oh. it was like during spring break. Yeah, it was, he was kind like, of like a, not really a cheap shot, but also kind of a cheap shot. Like yeah. they were chirping each other, and then he just, yeah. yeah like he just got, he just got knocked out. out. Like it was, the, it was when he was going to miss state, and yeah. he just got knocked out at spring break. So Yeah, dude, I would not. I would not show up to a training camp if I got knocked out. I'm sorry. Like I would just fucking retire. I would announce my retirement the next day. You you I look at uh there's a story about Olin Cruz back when he was practicing Olin Cruz sorry well back when he was practicing he knocked out what was his name uh Frank Frank Jones I believe it was he was a Frank six Jones. seven fucking defensive end and uh the next practice he said he he called Lovey and was like hey I don't think I can make it into practice um I broke my jaw. You know, I fell down the stairs, but Olin Cruz just fucking punched him straight in the face and knocked his ass out, you know? And, like, they lied about it for a couple of weeks, and Lovey Smith finally found out about it. And, like, dude, they're like kids. Like, yeah, it was me, you know? <laughs> I knocked him out. But the guys, like, these are, like, six five, six seven giants just fucking going at it. 
I, w- I wouldn't show up to practice. No shot. No, no shot. That's when you know football's back. Just a bunch of fights. Yeah, exactly. Football, yeah, football, football, fights. football is back when everybody's fucking fighting. Everybody's ripping chains. Uh, dude, it, it's it's everything. I love football. Just the smell of it, the look of it, the taste of it. It's like a big spicy pie. You know what I'm saying? Good smelly football. Good smelly football. I love it. <sighs> on the uh, on the downside of things, on a serious note, speaking of offensive linemen like Olin Cruz, we could really use him right now. Uh, we suck on the offensive line. We're all injured, and everybody says, oh, it's preseason, it's preseason, but it doesn't really matter because look at all the things that we say, you know, oh, it doesn't matter, it's preseason, it's preseason, and then, okay, preseason turns into week one, then week two, week three, and then we're shuffling the line by week six, and then we, don't, we could finally figure out the line by week ten when it's too late. And we barely make the playoffs. Well, who's out there right now is available. Nobody, to be honest. I mean, unless you're looking in-house. Um, who did the Jets sign? The guy that we really could have used, right? Uh, from the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. It was a tackle. Was there, it Fisher? It was not Fisher? No, no, no shot. No shot. It was Fisher. But there, there were so many opportunities for us to go out there and get linemen. And we thought we were good by just drafting. We drafted a guy with a bad back in college, and here he is now. I'm not saying anything against yeah, him. Jenkins. I like him. I love him. I love him. I think he's going to be a stud. I'm not saying anything against it, but back injuries don't get better. No, you know, you got to do your research, and I hope that this guy's good. But he's already missed eight fucking practices, dude. There's how many practice have practices have there been? Mm-hmm. Eight. Probably, yeah. You know, what are you doing? You're a rookie. You're you you played right tackle in college, and you're moving to left tackle in the NFL, one of the hardest positions in the NFL. And you haven't practiced a game, and you got a preseason game in a week. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I get concerned because as a Bears fan, I'm like, well, if he doesn't play preseason, I, then I'll be concerned. But right, I, right now, <laughs> him missing just like non padded practices, I'm not going to be yeah, too worried about it. Like, like he's got to get some reps come preseason. No, definitely. Mm. You got to think about it this way. He's going to be blocking Khalil Mack all, yep. all training yeah. camp preseason. So I think that's enough practice. But you definitely need to get the time down to the offense for sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it shows how good our defensive line have been. Like, dude, we're just, they're just murdering the all O line. Because, you know, yeah. with no pads, sure, but they still go at it, the O line and the D line. Eddie Goldman's fucking beasting it up, too. Is he back on the COVID He's, list, though? Yeah. Is he? Hey, yeah. Damn it. We don't talk about that. Anyways, uh, pretty ironic, by the way. Yeah, no, it's hey, a whole year. Yeah, yeah keep quiet. Anyways, yeah, I'm excited for the Bears season. I'm excited for what's around the NFL as well. We see a lot of exciting teams that, you know, they weren't – for me, okay, so I'm looking at – I'm looking – I'm talking about teams like the Jaguars. The Jaguars were fucking god-awful last year. But guess what? They turn, They didn't turn around their offense, but they are – absolutely going to be improved on their offense. They have Trevor Lawrence, who's already – I'm not saying he's going to be a franchise quarterback, but I think he's going to be a damn good quarterback. And then their running back is almost uncoverable right now. I, I think, you know, it's going to be – they got certain pieces. You got DJ Chark. It's going to be a good offense. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to be the best, but even the shitty teams are exciting to watch this year. The only team I'm not going to watch, like there is no reason for me to watch, is the Texans. Yeah, it's a Like, they are just yeah. – are going to be so embarrassingly bad, at least like with the Lions, how they're always bad. They have a funny coach, so that'll be funny. Like, they'll, they'll lose by 40 and be like, they're great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stupid the fuck. The spreads on those games are going to be insane. How many times do you think him and the guy – what was that uh, 2018 Lions co- – or not Lions coach, uh, Miami Dolphins coach, who was fucking snorting lines in oh, practice? Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, you this is for you, babe. Cool. 
shit. Brother Stripper? I'm pretty sure that was Dan Campbell. Well, Dan Campbell was, <laughs> he was in the same fucking locker room as him. He probably gave it to him. Guy was, oh, you drink 80 ounces of coffee. No, you don't. You, you fucking snort straight cocaine <laughs> and drink decaf. <laughs> Do you liar? That's my kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a football guy. Football guy. Absolutely. Um, that won't pan out. Uh, no, dude, <laughs> fuck no, fuck no. Was that ever? Yeah, the last time that worked was 1985, and it worked once. It's not going to work again. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's never going to work again. We got a bunch of fucking jokers in the in the NFC North when it comes to head coaches. I like Zimmerman, but nobody's on the same page with him. Yeah, they they're plus two sixty to win the NFC North right now. For what? I, how are you? How are you fucking? No, no, not at all. Kirk Heinrich's talking, or Kirk Heinrich, oh, rest in peace. Right. Legend. Just kidding, not rest in peace. He's still alive, guys. Kirk Cousins, who is also not cousins with uh, Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> are they? Sure. Are they cousins? I don't know. I don't, they, they're, oh. they're, you don't know that. They probably are. Yeah, yeah, they probably are. Anyways. Uh, he wants to have plexiglass around his, and they, they're talking about moving the. Uh, the rooms making them bigger so they have more space and less contact. You know what I'm saying? The guy's just shot. Um, Jefferson just got hurt too. Who? Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. Jefferson just got hurt. Like, dude. That's a shoulder injury too. Those, those are going to linger for sure. Now the Packers are minus 155. They got Matt LaFleur, who's a decent coach. They got Aaron Rodgers, obviously. The last dance. <sighs> what the fuck was that? The last dance. What? 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 Like, that was definitely Rogers. I did. He's kill yourself. Kill yourself. Like you know what I'm saying. Guy, guy just wants the spotlight. Just go home's Jeopardy. Who cares? You gotta have rings before you compare yourself to Jordan. I mean, he's, he's got, got one. He's got a he ring. Got one. No, that, that doesn't count. That, that was a defensive ring. That's that's when they beat. Um, that's when they beat Caleb Haney. They beat Caleb Haney, and then uh, they beat the Steelers. Oh yeah, my own Caleb Haney. Goddamn. Caleb Haney, baby. Chicago should have toughed it out. Nah, nah. He did the right. Jason, come on. Jay, Jay's a good guy, bro. Come on, give us some slack. I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast one day. I can't really talk bad about the guy. Whatever, Jay. Oh, um, but yeah. So fucking, I don't know. I just, I, I think the Bears have a chance this year. I, they have a chance if they can get that line together. If they can't do that line, I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, that's the homer in me because then I look at Nagy from a, a personal, like from an outside basis. I'm like, dude, this guy's such a fucking tool. Like, I I don't understand. Like, I, I get why he was hired, but I just don't understand why he's here this long. Like, he's just a stupid fucking bald bitch. Like, I can't stand Do you, do you think a shitty old line is going to make them put in Justin Fields a lot faster because of his mobility? Like, <laughs> Okay. I mean, that idiot Jimmy Graham, oh, oh it reminds me of Russell Wilson, like, to he, he, you know what he said I last year? You would year. hope so. Yeah, you'd hope so, but I don't take that. I take whatever that guy says with a grain of salt because what did he say last year about Trubisky? He sees he sees Aaron Aaron Rodgers-like tendencies. No way he did. Yes, he did. He, he was talking about how... see the quote. Yeah, I got to find the quote. Look it up. Yeah. Expect, that's his QB. would expect him to say, oh, yeah. like, this guy reminds me of... Fucking Charlie Whitehurst. No, I do. That's why I want no, him to like, say. Like he's gonna say all this guy. I want him to say when like Allen Robinson was on the Jaguars and fucking. I don't know why I bring up the Jags so much, but when he's on the Jaguars and Blake Bortles threw him a ball and he was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
That's what I want. I want you guys like to call out your players. The difference is everyone is saying the same thing about Justin, but not everyone is saying the same thing about Mitch. So Cap this morning or the other morning, because we're recording this today's Friday. So this morning, uh, I asked him to ask Nagy, what are the differences that he sees between Mitch and um, uh, Justin? And he said, he's like, it's just all development. He has like the, the whole development process is different. The, the way that his confidence is, you know, like, dude, every time Mitch would throw a ball, he'd be crying if he threw a pick, right? He'd be like, oh, dang, clap his hands and jog off the field, just shaking it. And everyone would be like, oh, maybe the next time. But, like, dude, if Justin Fields throws a pick, like, dude, he has that LeBron game six stare. Remember, it doesn't, like, <laughs> like fucking scary. I don't know. I just, I'm excited. And everyone's like, oh, you guys are hyping him up. You guys are hyping him up. He's especially, done, yeah, what the fuck he's done before. Yeah, especially those idiots in Green Bay. Like, I can't fucking stand him. Like, but Justin's ah. done before, though. Like, Mitch, you really never saw that in college. Yeah. In college, you saw that with Justin. He's yeah. had his whole football yeah, career. And, then, yeah, some assholes calling it on the shows earlier, and they were like, oh, well, uh, Justin Fields, you you didn't see that one game when they shut him down and blah 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 blah. I was like, yeah, talk about only the low lights. You don't talk about the highlights where he fucking had six touchdowns against Clemson or went off. You we know, like only wanted two people to beat or QBs to beat Trevor Lawrence in college. Yeah, but hey, we don't talk about that, right? We're not talking about that, fucking idiots. I'm excited, dude. I can't fucking wait. It's it's gonna be so. So what week starting now? I'll say six. I'll say well, I have I have a I have a bet with uh, Sylvie. I think, I think it's three. That's after week eight. I think it's week three. Dalton's yeah. not going to get I'm hurt. He's going to get hurt at some point. I uh, think because I, yeah. he's good enough to hang on to his starting job, but you know if he goes down at some point or something happens, then Fields going to be ready to come in. And he's going to stay. But oh, you yeah. guys, you got to think of Nagy's coaches for his fucking job this year. Like, you have that's to probably why in. he's bringing in Peterson, right? Mm-hmm. Play, throw some plays in. What are you going to save your job with, Bill Laser? What the fuck is he going to tell you to do? I'm Peterson's smart too. Like that, that's I get bringing him on. Plus, you know, if it pisses Nick Foles off, I'm sure Nagy loves that. Yeah, battle of the visors. Fucking idiots. Week three. Week three. We'll see. You got we'll week see. three. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, want to move on quickly to Cubs talk, Sox talk, and then we got to get out of here. I don't want to do Cubs talk. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. Listen. Shut up. Listen. 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 What day do you think that it's we're going to be able to be like recovered from this? Uh, twenty twenty four. Twenty four, right? I never. I should sit on my deathbed thinking, "Wow, my life really took a turn for the worse on this day." <laughs> I love, I love the videos that like all these parents like sent to the Cubs about their little kids, like them having to explain why Rizzo isn't on the team anymore. Fuck and, like, the kids. kids are crying. Yeah, like, fuck them. Who cares? Fuck you know, like, kids. yeah, fuck them kids. Watching like those 2011, 2012 teams, just 100 losses. And then yeah, seeing, yeah. Them, seeing Rizzo be the or really seeing Starlin Castro coming in to start the rebuild. And then Rizzo was the real one to come turn it around. Yeah, like, right, yeah. right. I remember Starlin, when he got traded to the Yankees, everyone was like, wow, like, maybe it's not – here and then, like, dude. I mean, Epstein knew what he was doing, right? All, all those guys see him come up, fucking by his Chris Bryant special. I remember, like, weeks leading up to that, and then the whole ordeal was keeping him down for arbitration. Yep. Fucking Contreras coming up, asking Russell, all those, but yeah, even how you I don't even know. Ask Russell, he, he might be a missing person now. Dude, he, Russell. Yeah, he's, he's in Puerto Rican league. I think that's crazy. I gotta but say, though, downfall, right? Yeah, there. I know that kind of something else. 
it was it was really fun. It was really really fun, and I, I'm glad that we didn't take it for granted. Well, I said 2016. 2016. Yeah, 2016 was, was so life, fun, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, we'll never forget it. I mean, I'll never forget when we fucking turned up. I we snuck the bottles of that champagne in there, bro. Was yeah, that was so fucking fun. I that even that game because it was filled with so much. So much anxiety. Like season, like, yeah, the whole season. Yeah, the whole season. October was just so mm-hmm. good because the Bears fucking sucked. So all you were looking forward to every other day was a Cubs game. Yeah, yeah, Post-season exactly. Cubs game. Exactly. And yeah, what the Bulls had. Um, that's when the Bulls had fucking Rondo, Dwayne Wade, and uh, which I love. That was. Oh, when we went two and zero, and then yeah. fucking lost four straight. Yeah, that was so fucking fun. Playoff Rondo. Haynes went and weighed 54 million. That was cool, too. Just to sell, sell fucking tickets. Yeah, stupid people like me who bought a man's jersey, but whatever. I have a Rondo and a Wade jersey. What the fuck <laughs> do I do with them now? And yeah, so the White Sox are going to be good. We all know the White Sox are going to be good. I'm very excited. Uh, they're right now, it's Crosstown Classic. They're looking great. I mean, they're just tearing through teams like the Orioles and the <laughs> Twins. I don't know how they do it. It's, it's something special. So, it's something I've never seen. <laughs> so, you think that they got a shot in the playoffs? Or are they getting bounced the first round? I think they're going to get it. I think it's probably going to get bounced because they're either going to play the uh, probably the Astros or the Rays. That's too soon. And I, I mean, the Rays. And, and no one's beating the Dodgers. If the Dodgers don't win, I don't know if anyone's beating the Giants. The Giants? I don't know. I think the Dodgers is the team to beat. Yeah, they got a stacked team. Yeah, plus their uh, their pitching compete. staff is insane. They're competing to win a real World Series too. Yeah, they want it because I think obviously they, last no, year they, haven't, they haven't won one yet. And no, not to my knowledge. knowledge. Yeah, no, it's like a, a bowl Mouse. championship Mickey doesn't Mouse. count either. Yeah. yeah, Mickey Mouse rings they don't count. Yeah, they don't count. Fuck oh, hey, what? Mitch. Oh, he doesn't listen. Who cares? <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Mitch, so we got a friend who does not respect anybody's time. Doesn't give a fine fuck about our time. He showed up an hour late to our fantasy draft. Listeners, I want you guys to tell us what we should do here next year. Do we kick him out of the league? Do we fucking punish him? Tweet me, DM me, tell me what we need to do to get this guy to fucking, you know, respect our time and show up. And, I mean, the guy comes in last all the time. Charge late fees. I'm going to charge late. Yeah, Yeah, you should charge late fees. That's a good idea. Damn. Um, but yeah, shoot us a DM. Let us know. Yeah, John, he was on last week. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, last week we had John on. He's the commissioner of that league. Speaking of fantasy football leagues, let me talk really quick. Let me get since I got everyone's attention. We are doing a fantasy football league to help Team Mongo and the ALS Foundation. Uh, so far, it's going to be me, Frank the Tank, Gary Sheffield Jr. Uh, more talks about more people are coming on. We have the Philly Godfather. We have the College Kids. It's going to be a good time, uh, and one lucky listener gets to watch the – hold on, I got nervous. Hold on, let me redo that. <laughs> hold on. Are you ready? <laughs> the way he looked back at the camera. <laughs> 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 like he got caught watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's fucked. All right, and How one – and one lucky listener gets to join our fantasy football league. So, yeah, like I said, we got great names. We have Gary Sheffield Jr. We have Frank the Tank. We have the Philly Godfather. And it's going to be a good time. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited for fantasy football. We got a lot to talk about there. That'll be a good time. Uh, I got the number seven pick. What did you guys get? 
Eight. Number one. Who are you taking number one? You could tell us. Uh, probably Justin Fields. I think he's worth it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is my savior. Uh, what do you, who do you got? Eight. So that sucks. So you got whoever I'm not going to take. Basically, I'm looking at receiver one and, and a fucking shitty running back. I like the seventh pick. I'm not going to complain but, I mean, about it. Based on our league, I mean, one year Kamara dropped, dropped all the way down to ninth. And you one know why? Year. You know why? Because the kid we were just talking about earlier, guess who fucking? Oh yeah, who did he pick over? Uh, he picked Kenyon Drake and um, shut the fuck up, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, because and I think it was Michael Thomas. No, 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 no. It was Kenyon Drake and somebody else. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, he passed up on Kamara like a ding dong. I'll never forget that in my life because I got I got him. So. All right, guys, that being said, I appreciate you coming on, Mando. Eric, thank you for making a surprise visit. It was always a good time. Um, and, yeah, I will see you guys uh, soon. Yeah, see you soon. Sounds good. All right. Let's get it. Let's see you guys. Let's go. All right, guys, my next guest is one of my favorite Bears inside reporters, but we'll call him the NFL content creator, a.k.a. the Justin Fields plug, Max Markham. How you doing, Max? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show, Mikey. I just want to say that if you guys want to listen to great content, uh, updates from the Bears all the time, and great analytics, go ahead and follow Brad Biggs. (laughs) But if you want to follow uh, a fun guy who knows what he's talking about for the Bears, a real fan, and somebody who actually takes reports, go ahead and follow at Max Markham NFL uh, on Twitter. I mean, the guy has the best. He's the guy I go to for all my Bears updates. Like, the guy's hilarious. And uh, I got to ask you the first question, dude. The yeah. first question, let's get into it right away. The first question is, how how big are your balls for you to say to the Bears media and to Justin Fields, bro, that, like, you know, go fuck yourself. Uh, if you guys are having videos, send it to me. I'll post them right away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What is with that, dude? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so irritating, especially since my brother is the biggest Cleveland Browns fan, and he's posting these videos all day, all night. They live stream their their entire camp. Like they really oh. don't give a give a shit at all, and they will post anything, everything, uh, tons of highlights for everyone, and really no restrictions at all. Where we like, you you have um, guys like Pat Finley who writes for I believe the Tribune, and he's drawing pictures of plays in camp, and like obviously as a joke, but he's like proving a point that this is ridiculous. I have to describe the play that I just saw, even though I, he probably has it recorded on his phone, but he can't post it or else he'll lose his job. Dude, that's so annoying. Like, I I don't understand what they're hiding. Okay. First of all, I got to say, like, I love the bears, but I'm not the biggest Matt Nagy fan. What the Mm -hmm. fuck are you hiding from us? You're saying a slate. Like, dude, show us. It's not that big of a deal. If the Browns are showing us the plays, I think it's okay that the Bears show us the plays. I don't know. That's just me. And I, I'm, I'm happy that you called that out because nobody called that out yet. And it's like, finally, somebody finally fucking called that thing out. Yeah, use the hashtag free the Bears media. And uh, it's one that we've kind of getting going and we, we see some comments on the um, Chicago Bears actual tweets or whatever, and just to kind of hassle them a bit, but let them know that we are not happy. Like, and I think that's what we've got to do. We've we've done the same with extend Allen Robinson. Of course, we mm-hmm. all want Allen Robinson back, but 
wouldn't you also like to have some more media and some more highlights? Like uh, there's the one throw that Justin Fields had the other day that was like a sidearm touchdown pass to Riley Ridley. It's beautiful. You have the Bleacher Report posting it, PFF posting it, this fan account, and then you have the Chicago Bears that won't even touch it, and they will make sure the Bears reporters don't post it at all because, and they will be on you if you are. Which is so annoying because isn't that your job? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Don't you want to hype the Bears up, right? Don't you want them to be great? I I don't understand what goes through Matt Nagy's head. And uh, are you a Matt Nagy guy? Let me ask. Are you a Matt Nagy guy? Um, it's a good question. I think there's, I think there's things that are definitely questionable. I like his, uh, uh, situational awareness is, I think everyone can agree. It's awful calling timeouts, calling, uh, maybe it's a, a third down third and long play to Cordero Patterson, where it's like a, um, handoff up the middle, that sort of thing. There's definitely some situational things. I think, I think he needs to be given a chance with, uh, a quarterback as such as Justin Fields and and from give him the season see how he j- develops Justin Fields because I think he could he's proven that he can create a playoff team and a playoff atmosphere and he's also proven that a team that's spiraling out of control he can get it back into control and go on to have a few game win streak and and to enter the playoffs. so I don't think it's a question whether he can make a playoff team he can but it's a question whether he can develop a QB. So that's my question. And, uh, and as an offensive head coach, that's what he needs to be able uh, to accomplish. That's a fair point. That's a really fair point, too. I, I'm not, I, I used to be the biggest Matt Nagy guy. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to come in here and change this offense. But then he got really corny. And then he got, I mean, really corny. And then he got really, um, I don't know, just the whole secretive stuff, like, oh, like, Oh, what do you think about Andy Dalton being the starter? Didn't you guys promise him being the starter? Oh, promises keep getting a little tricky. Like, dude, just mm-hmm. give us the straight answer. I'm tired well, of the, the, the runaround kindergarten answer. Yeah. And that's the most annoying part for me. Moving and on, we, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I want sorry, to yeah. And I think we see that in Ryan Pace, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just even during the Bears press conference last February, I think it was. Like, they just can't come out and say, you know what? We made a mistake in drafting Trubisky. They were, like, still, like you know what, uh, well, Trubisky, he's still on the team as of right now, and we'll, we'll consider our options to see if we want to bring him back. And it's like, we all know he's not coming back. It's yeah. not happening. And you just tell, give, it to, give it to us straight. Yeah, don't beat, beat around the bush. And that's what all we want is just honesty. But they tried to take like the media and like you hear the reports of like turning off the TVs in the locker room. And I think oh, that, God. that idea has a lot to do with it. They don't want the media and all these like narratives getting into the Bears locker room. But Right now, all the narratives are great. Like, you don't yeah. have any bad narratives. So let the media in. Like, let them hype you up. Like, Matt Nagy went on his huge media tour, going on every radio station possible when they drafted Justin Fields. And everyone is just absolutely hyping him up right now. Like, let, let us be free and enjoy it, you know? Exactly. Um, I, I heard you say about the TV thing, turning off the TVs. Let's talk about that dumbass, bro. I mean, I like, I used to like Mitch Trubisky. I felt bad for him, more, more or less. But my thing is, is how are you going to go ahead and take shots at the Bears? Like, dude, you fucking overthrew every pass you can get. I, I Go ahead. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, it's super disappointing today that he had that tweet where he called us out and said, like, he's finally glad to be on a team that wants to see him progress. And, like, I think there's a point to be made where it's hard to be a quarterback in Chicago because we've never had a quarterback that's legit and elite and – and uh, Mitch, he he wasn't the guy, and we let him know it at times, right? And mm-hmm. and but no one gave him more grace 
than Bears fans too. Like there's still Bears fans completely defending him, hyping him up, like saying like it's it's all Matt Nagy and it wasn't Mitch Trubisky at all. When in reality, it's probably a little bit of both. But what more could have we done? Like we brought in so many free agents. We spent um, premium draft picks to fix the offense and to fix the offensive line. We had a pro bowl offensive line in 2018. Uh, You had Allen Robinson, you have David Montgomery, you had Darnell Mooney, you have Jimmy Graham, you have Cole Komet. Like you have all these guys. We bring bring in all these coaches our former head coaches, like John Filippo. We bring in David Gone. We keep him around from the old regime in order to appease him. Uh, Guys like Michael Burton, Mitch Trubisky wanted to keep around when the head office didn't and they said you know what we'll bring your friend back for another year and so like they they gave you the world dude right and you weren't the guy and that's fine and just but move on you know right stop talking shit it's like a bad ex it's kind of like that jeff hoyer stuff like where he's talking about the game uh uh, rizzo brian and everybody like just like stay away you know what i'm saying like just keep your mouth shut it's a bad breakup uh but don't make it bad you know just be content and be happy yeah my thing is is there's not, there is a lot of pressure being the Bears quarterback, right? I totally get that because we've never had one. But look at how we treat fucking anybody that does anything for us in Chicago, right? You look at the coaches, bro. Ditka won us one fucking Super Bowl. One, okay? I know, whatever. One Super Bowl, okay? Amazing. The guy will never pay for a drink in his life. The guy in Chicago. The guy will never pay for a meal in his life in Chicago. This guy will go down as the coach. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 you're the Bears quarterback. I mean, Jim McMahon, he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't great, right? We all know that, and that's the facts. But and shout out Jim. We we have him on the show constant. Um, he was actually on our first episode. Good guy. Uh, hope if he's listening, shout out Jim. But I mean, he wasn't the greatest quarterback. Justin Fields has the ability to be a long term, really good quarterback, maybe even Hall of Fame for 15 long term years. Do you know, bro? This guy's going to get laid every single day. This guy is going to get free meals every day. This guy is going to get free drinks every day. If, if you're the quarterback of the Bears, that's going to be the best opportunity you can ever have. And Mitch Trubisky fucked that up. So I understand why he's so salty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for sure. And uh, I think it's huge to even say, like, what, what they, they had a post recently that on NFL.com, the top selling jerseys out of the top five, there was the Justin Fields colorway in blue, Justin Fields colorway in white. And I'm sure orange wasn't far behind. It and, was four, five, six. Yep. Yeah. Four, five, oh, six. Was it four, five, six? Oh yep. my gosh. Like, and so he's going to get his bag back no matter what, because mm-hmm. he, he fell in the draft and he, he lost a, a lot of money through that, which sucks, but he's going to get it right back. And then just to add to your point, like you see the Mike Dicka and mustache and aviators everywhere yeah. still like people dress up of, um, like him at games um, there's teddy bears decorated with uh dick cup paraphernalia like yeah the guy's an absolute legend justin fields hasn't played it down and he's already the best quarterback i think we can honestly i i don't care i i think we say can it. let's go say he's the best bears quarterback in chicago bears history fuck yeah fucking scream it to I the clouds bro i don't care what anybody says i'm so fucking excited and we're like oh there's so much hype i don't give a fuck bro i yeah. don't give a fuck the fuck the packers dude fuck everybody who's saying that oh justin fields ain't shit justin fields is the fucking shit dude he's gonna be the greatest quarterback of all time like you said and i'm gonna let you carry on keep going absolutely and and i hate the bears fans that come onto twitter threads and that sort of thing and, and try to like i don't know suppress the hype and it's like, what has gotten, I, I know we've gone, gotten through, gone through a lot of heartbreak and we've had a lot of like um, devastating losses, a lot of quarterbacks come and gone and that sort of thing. But 
like, man, which prospect has been anywhere close to the prospect that Justin Fields has been? And training camp has done nothing but back that up. Mm-hmm. People, are, people are coming in droves to come watch him play, and everyone's leaving with the same response. Wow. Dude, take a throwback to 2017's training camp. What came out of that training camp? Oh, Mitch Trubisky is really rough with his uh, consistency on throwing the ball. His accuracy is not that well. Uh, he's not developing as developing as fast as we should as we hoped. All of these reports have came out during training camp for him, and it's like, oh yeah, whatever, whatever. It's preseason, it's training camp. He'll get onto it during the games, and he never did. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing but good things we hear from Justin Fields. I have not heard one bad thing besides a couple picks, right? Which are bad, but everybody throws picks in practice because everybody mm-hmm. knows the plays, everybody knows the defense, everybody knows the offense, right? Oh, for sure. You're and, bound and- to get one. Totally. And a lot of those passes are situational. And that's what Matt Nagy said. It's like, sometimes he's the, he's the backup quarterback. So sometimes they toss him in just to kind of throw up those 50, 50 balls and which are, yeah, half are going to go to the defense, half are going to go to the offense. And I think it's huge just listening to Matt Nagy speak during his press conferences, because during Mitch Drabisky's time, he would constantly say, we've got to be patient. This isn't going to happen overnight. Um, we great. Yeah. Greatness doesn't happen in one season where it's going to take some time. Whereas with Matt Nagy, um, during his press conferences with Justin Field, he goes, yeah. wow, this kid is legit. He's the real deal. Like he's We're trying to get him plays. on the field. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And he's, yeah. Like he it's, it's defensiveness versus like the absolute, most hype you can be without overhyping because he's got to maintain his composure as well. So, you know, he's trying to, he's bubbling up inside, but he can't let loose. And my favorite thing you said, I mean, not my favorite thing, but the thing I want to point out the most is you said the backup quarterback. This is our backup quarterback for now, for now. This is our backup quarterback. Andy Dalton is holding it down pretty strong. I'm not going to complain about him. Okay. He seems pretty confident. He's got a beard. That's pretty cool. I mean, what the fuck? That's really cool. (laughs) Uh, But how do you think Andy's going to do? You think he's going to be okay? I think he'll, I think he'll be okay. Um, And by that, I mean, I think he can make it to week three and not (laughs) not look like horrible, but I, I do see this as a Glennon situation. I think it's, um, Oh, bro. Stop. Time out. No, 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 no. Andy Dalton is not as bad as Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon was the worst four games I've ever seen in my life. It's very but true. I see I, what you're saying. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, and I 100% agree with that. Like he's he's not as bad as Mike Lennon, but I think Justin Fields is just that good. That oh yeah, he's going to be at the point where you just can't keep him off the field. And I think a- Andy Dalton, like, um, absolutely, like it, it, you hear the reports that he's a leader there, and like I, my original thought was like, man, you have both those guys out there. Like Allen Robinson's going to be like, dude, why do I have? the red rifle throwing to me, I could, I could have fields throwing to me. Like I'm really, really going to waste another year, yep. but dude, that he, poor like, bastard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's had nothing but bad quarterback trouble. And, and you don't hear that at all. You hear that Andy Dalton's rallying the troops that he is playing like he should, like an experienced vet should. And that guys are rallying around him and saying like, yeah, let's go, let's go do some damage this year. Maybe we might not contend for a Super Bowl, but let's, let's uh, go ruin the Packers dreams or something like that. You know, fuck the Packers, bro. And, and let, let me, let me say this really quick. I, I, I believe that he will take us to week three. Okay. I believe that he will take us to week three. I believe that Justin Fields will start by actually. All right. So I have a, I have a sandwich bet with Sylvie. 
from Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Shout out, Sylvie. Uh, that they won't go over eight games, or he will start after eight games, right? And I made that back in fucking June, so I'm regretting that now. So I definitely lost that sandwich bet. So yeah, I definitely think he's going to start week four. That's a great thought. (sighs) But would you start him behind that line? Would you start him behind that offensive line? I don't know what's going on with Tevin Jenkins, bro. Like, what's going on? Definitely not. And, uh, and I think one thing to consider is like you go and look at Andy Dalton's game history. Um, check it out like on game reference uh, or football pro football reference uh, dot com. And you see that like there's a lot of seasons with 16, 16, 16, 16. There was one season, I believe, with 13 and then 16, 16. The guy doesn't get hurt. Why doesn't he get hurt? He's not the most mobile quarterback but he knows how to read a defense. He knows how to read blitzes. He studies up on uh, where his pressure points are going to be in an offensive line. These are things that Justin Fields, he had a pretty good offensive line in Ohio State. And of course, he's very mobile, very agile. He can escape the pocket, um, but he doesn't have that experience of reading the defenses. So I want to, um, behind our offensive line, especially with Jenkins being hurt, especially with James Daniels coming back from injury, with Afedi being hurt, like you're going to have possibly a fifth round pick, um, a, I don't know, Elijah Wilkinson, a free agent, a uh, cheap free agent of that. And then uh, perhaps a past UDFA uh, servicing your off- offensive line. And of course, if Andy Dalton goes in and gets hurt, you put in Justin Fields, no matter what, you're not going to put Nick Foles in right away. But I Jeez. think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, like with, Andy Dalton, I don't think the odds are like, cause a lot of people said that I said, you don't want to start Justin Fields behind this offensive line and said, people said, well, what if Andy Dalton gets hurt? Well, history has shown Andy Dalton doesn't get hurt um, behind even the worst Bengals offensive line that he's had. And even behind the Cowboys offensive line, which was decimated by injuries last year, he did not get hurt at all. And, uh, and I think that's, he will be a great guy to really test this offensive line. Once they get gelling, once they played together for a month, once they're healthy, for sure, throw Justin Fields in. I have no problem with that at all. Oh yeah, dude. I heard you also mention Mr. Nikki Foles, Mr. Nikki Foles. Mm. What are we going to do with that idiot? So, you know what? I, I think this is what we need to do. Okay. I think if it kind of, uh, if the season goes as we're predicting it right now, um, maybe during the Browns, the Browns have a really good defense likely this year. And um, uh, I think all, a lot of people are seeing, well, maybe Andy Dalton plays half that game. And if they're struggling, bring in Justin Fields. The next week we have Detroit Lions. So it's kind of a nice way to ease them in into the, into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Nick Foles, I think might be a guy to keep around for the rest of the year and hear me out. If what, if bro, if, I expected more from you. Come on. Oh, All right. Wait, wait for this. I think Justin Fields, I, I don't want any quarterback controversy controversy like they had in Miami with Tua and with Fitzpatrick where they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Tua's doing good, but like, and then he's not doing great. And then they put Fitzpatrick back in and kind of shake up his confidence, create a lot of media storm based on his tool legit because he can't even break beat out Fitzpatrick. I think once you're with Justin Fields, you're with Justin Fields. There's no taking him out. There's no um, quarterback controversy. So I think, and the reason I say this too is because I want Andy Dalton to be traded. I think he can get us a higher draft pick later in the season. When quarterbacks start going down, maybe he can get us, a third round, a fourth round pick. And 
people say, oh, a third round pick for Andy Dalton. Well, you have maybe a team like the Colts with Wentz going down. Wentz is supposed to be back later in the season. Andy Dalton is more than serviceable to get that team to a point where Wentz can then take over. And uh, I think a lot of teams will be desperate as we've seen injuries just pile up even even so far. So um, if we go ahead and trade Nick Foles for a ham sandwich, I have no problem with that. But the only reason I'm saying get rid of Andy Dalton is because once Justin Fields is in, Andy Dalton is no longer of use to us. And I'd rather have that mid-range pick than have Andy Dalton be a coach on our sideline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, okay, you just won. You won the the you won my you won my interest. I like that. My thing is also that I also am convinced about is Nick Foles is a great backup. He's a great backup, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he can come in and save the game. Look what he did for week four for us with yeah. the Falcons. He came back and won the game. After that, he fucking shit out on us, right? So he would be a great backup for us over, I mean, not over Andy Dalton, but he's a great asset that we could trade. Uh, what else did I want to ask you? I was going to ask you something really important too. Oh, obviously, well, here, let me think about that question. But what do you think about the defense? Um. It's a little scary, I think. Like yeah. I, and know what? I think um, scary in both senses of the word. I think it's scary. Our front seven, I don't think it's been as deep as it's ever been. With Eddie Goldman returning, Bilal Nichols playing at his all-time best, um, Akeem Hicks, hopefully he can get somewhere close to 2018. Even if he's close, that's good enough for me. Um, you have great backups in... Um, D'Angelo Blackson, Mario Edwards. And one thing I thought was absolutely huge is I love the Bears free agency signing of Mike Pennell from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And Mm. uh, one thing I pointed out on Twitter is that like you go look at what people are saying about Mike Pennell signing with the Bears and all the Chiefs fans are like, man, he's a beast run stuffer. The Bears got a good one. Oh, no, I thought we resigned him. I completely forgot he was a free agent, things like that. And people absolutely love the guy because he was very underrated. Um, And one thing I saw on the Bears unofficial depth chart, so be that as it may, is that Kyrus Tonga, our seventh round pick, was ahead of him on the on the depth chart. So and then yeah, huge. And that is some of the best news you can hear as a Bears fan is that your seventh round pick is beating out a veteran. And who knows, that might change, but that's what the Chicago Bears Twitter account posted. Tonga's in front. You have uh, Alec Ogletree, a former defensive captain for what the Giants. The fuck? Yeah, picking out, picking off balls left and right. And that's what he did when he played against us. I believe it was against Chase Daniel, mind you. Two but picks. I, yeah, he won that game for them. Um, and uh, yeah, two picks in that game. And then, um, uh, yeah, who else? Well, and then I, I think Travis Gibson, I think he's going to be pretty good too. And hopefully Rob, Robert Quinn really can't get any worse than what he was last year. So I think... Dude, fuck Quinn. I don't care what anybody says. I know <laughs> that that guy's going to waste his fucking contract. I know that he uh, fucking... Like, dude, he's not going to try. Look, I, I, I'm not even going to give him hope. Fuck him. I am yeah. looking forward to Vildor though. Oh, yeah. And that was huge too that you saw on the depth chart is that Vildor is ahead of Trufant. And you know what? I, I didn't mind the Trufant signing at all. It's on a veteran minimum mm-hmm. contract. Um, one thing I said is you look at the Detroit Lions defensive roster last year, and they have some talent on it, but no one played well last year. No one played well under Matt Patricia, including Desmond Trufant. But Desmond Trufant under um, 
Quinn, Dan Quinn with uh, the Falcons, he was playing at uh, pro bowl, pro bowl level before he got hurt. And he was leading the league in interceptions. And he was actually a guy that I had pegged for like a breakout season. And so it shocked me to see like Vildor is actually out playing Trufant, a a veteran. So that's awesome. That's a, that's a great problem to have. Um, I'm still a little concerned because you, you are kind of relying on, Jalen Johnson continuing to break out, Vildor breaking out, and Trufant getting back to where he was um, pre-injury. So that secondary scares me, especially with you guys. You got um, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen in Minnesota. You've got um, obviously Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams, and they have a pretty deep wide receiving wide receiving core now. So it's a, a lot of tough games for our secondary. So our front seven needs to be on putting putting on that pressure, but. Uh, it's, it's all, all up to decide to put it together. And, uh, I, I have high hopes for decide, but I don't know. We'll see. Fuck, bro. I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited for this preseason. I'm so excited for the bear season, dude. How excited are you? Uh, and I think you just said it right there. I'm so excited for the bears preseason. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. When what? have I ever felt excited for the bears preseason? Like, I don't remember like looking forward to the bears, uh, preseason under Trubisky even just to see him play like I remember watching it and like I think he went like 10 for 10 um for um in his first preseason game something like that and it wasn't big deep throws or anything but I remember just thinking like oh yeah like this guy's it but I wasn't like that excited right now I'm just like I can't wait much more than I possibly am I'm like I'm so excited for that and then just even to go up against Trubisky like wow like I I don't know if there's many regular season games I'm more excited for than to see just Fields versus Trubisky in a preseason Fuck game. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm this so fucking excited. I can't wait. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I totally forgot. It totally crossed my mind or went over my head that Trubisky's coming mm. back. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I got to go. I got to go to that game. Damn. No, for I'm sure. Go look at tickets. Damn. Um, all right. It was great having you on. I got to ask you one more question, though. One more amazing question. So uh, I love... Big Cat. Barstool Big Cat is my guy. He follows me on Twitter. Shout out, Big Cat. Uh, he gave you a personal shout out that I like this Max guy. How cool does that fucking feel? Because oh, I love so I love Big Cat. Yeah. How does that a, how does that feel? He's a Chicago legend, dude. And yep. um uh, obviously I had to put it as my cover photo. Uh, I had my cover photo for years. It was set to uh Matt Nagy receiving his coach of the year award with Aaron Rodgers. I, I put it like a highlighted um, film over Aaron Rodgers, so he really stood out from the crowd. But he was <laughs> clapping for Matt Nagy, and obviously Matt Nagy's had his um, Matt Nagy's has his ups and downs. So to, to replace it with uh, a tweet like that was huge. Uh, like it made my night, and it just uh, I don't know. It is it, cool for sure. Fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome. Hell yeah, uh, Big Cat's the best. He's always cool, but uh, hilarious, yeah, fuck yeah, he's hilarious too. I love PMT. I'm, uh, that's oh, yeah. what made me start all this. I'm a oh, that's sick. You know, oh, that's hell so yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah. But Max, it was great having you on. Thank you. It was probably one of the best interviews I've had in a, in a hot minute. Uh, no disrespect to any of my other interviewers that I've interviewed <laughs> lately, but I just love Bears talk and it, oh, it, yeah. it gets my gears going, dude. I, I know when the Cubs were good, we used to call it a cubby chubby. Uh, I got like a bear claw right now. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> <for this. laughs> I'm so excited for these bears. I can't fucking wait. So with that being said, man, it was great having you on. You guys know where to follow this guy. His name is at Max Markham NFL on Twitter. Uh, where else are you at? Uh, just on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. All yeah. Good. So there you go. Right on Twitter. So go ahead. Give him a follow. And uh, Max, thanks again for coming on the show. Brother. Appreciate it, Mikey. Take care. Hell yeah. All right, guys. I would like to announce my favorite recurring guest, Frank the Tank, Barstool Sports' very own. And you can also find him. Where can they find you, Frank? 
Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at NJTank99. Uh, YouTube, uh, allow me to be frank. Uh, well, uh, you can find me, uh, well, that's my podcast, allow me to be frank. But you got Frank the Tank Fleming on um, on YouTube. I, uh, you just recorded that too, right? Yep, I just recorded Allow Me to Be Frank. How'd it go? By, it went all right. Uh, by the way, I was uh, mentioning this. Why is Harry Carey got such a creepy statue at Wrigley Field? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's not that bad. It's creepy as fucking hell. Okay, Harry Carey was freaky as fucking hell, was he not? But it, was he cre- creepy enough to have, like, tormented children attached to his legs? No, no. They probably got mixed up with uh, John Wayne Gacy when they were doing it. I mean, you see, uh, you've seen the, the, the Harry Carey statue, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing, is, that thing is super creepy. Now, when you went, did, um, you had really nice seats, by the way. Those were yes, I did. Uh, Big Cat hooked me up. Big Cat hooked me up. Nice. Shout out, Big Cat. Um, yeah. Who did the seventh inning stretch? Did they have Harry Carey's? Uh, yeah, they, 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 they play the old the, the old footage. See, I like that. I think that's a nice throwback for everybody that never got to experience the Harry Carey thing. What did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I, I always like when he brought the celebrities in. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, my favorite one is when they bring Bill Murray in. That's always the best because he goes really hard. Well, the best one ever is uh, Steve Mongo McMichael. Well, shout out Mongo. Um, shout out Mongo. Actually, I was literally just at his bar yesterday. Yesterday, I was at his bar. Um, he has a nice bar in Romeoville, and it's called Steve McMichael's, and <laughs> it's probably one of the best bars. Uh, nice people. He hasn't nice, exactly nice had the best of luck in his life. Especially, you know what? The uh, the fantasy football league that we are doing is actually in memory for Mon- Team Mongo. We are um, just using it to raise awareness for well, his ALS uh, and all that well, stuff. Well, he's not dead yet. No, of course not. Frank, <laughs> he's not dead. But well, you said in memory. You should say in honor. In honor. In honor. Yeah, scumbag Mike over here. Yeah, in honor. Fuck. In honor of Mongo. In honor of Mongo. Um, it'll be a good time. We got I Gary mean, Sheffield Jr. coming on uh, the league as well. That'll be fun. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, uh, you know the story about him and his ex-wife, right? Uh, no, give it to me. Well, you know, for a brief time after his uh, NFL career ended, he uh, tried his hand into a foray into professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he lost his wife to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are you fucking serious? Oh my god! I didn't fucking know that. Holy Remember Deborah? Remember Deborah? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Deborah, Deborah was his wife. She left him to become a professional re- to uh, go with uh, Stone Cold. Oh my god, dude, that's fucked up, bro. I never fucking knew that. Yeah, he's not had the best luck in his. And of life. course, Deborah oh. eventually uh, broke up with Stone Cold uh, after an incident. But yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, Deborah. Yeah, she was dead. She was initially was Deborah McMichael. Yeah, wow. Um, forgot his new wife's name. I think it's Misty. Mindy, yeah, it something is. Like that. But yeah, he was married to her for uh, like thirteen years, Holy and then shit. she left him for uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, I'm not. I'm not blaming her because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. But what a fucking bitch, dude. What a bitch. Oh my gosh. Um, it was funny when last time, not late yesterday. But the time before I was there, we went for a fundraiser, and uh, that's where I met Rod Blagojevich. 
fucking him and Rick. Fla- I met Rick Flair there too. That was that was awesome. That was a good time. You not a Ric Flair guy? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he's more popular now than he actually was when he was in his prime. Thank you. I think we talked about this last time. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, because when he what was in the eighties and the nineties, he was okay. I mean, he was a good wrestler, but he wasn't as much as they talk about now. Well, he kind of glorified. He often was a heel. Yeah. So he, he has more popularity now than he ever did in his his prime. What do you think about AEW? Do you think that's going to take off? Do you think that's going to... I think it's got the potential to actually become a serious competitor for Vince McMahon. The the WWE needs some serious competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think their quality has been of content has just gone downhill. Just downhill. The door is certainly open. And they have... AEW has a more... uh, a better way of making it less PG, kind of. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the WWE definitely has made it very kiddie. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Uh, let's talk about more about Chicago when you came out here. Um, what was your favorite part about it? Obviously not Harry Carey's statue. Well, I like the stadiums. Mm-hmm. I like Wrigley Field because it was as good as I expected it to be. Although awesome. the atmosphere was kind of a funeral with the uh, with it being the last game for Baez, uh, Bryant, and Rizzo. I blame you, just so you know. I blame you for that. You know, there's a, uh, there's a place near me called the Lindhurst Pastry Shop, mm-hmm. and they sell Italian ices, and it's uh, owned by uh, Anthony Rizzo's uncle, and they have a uh, special blend that they call the Anthony Rizzo, which is chocolate lemon ice and cannoli cream lemon ice. Damn. That's for, have you ever had it? Yes. How is it? Yeah, definitely an interesting uh, lemon ice. Not my favorite. Damn. You should definitely give that one uh, one of those reviews. We did a raw dog review, and uh, I want to talk about that one. You cannot well, tell uh, me. We're not going to talk about that too much. We're just going to say where, where, I, where we did it. Deal. 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 We did it at Gene and Jude's. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ones that's, uh, that's going to be coming up. I sent everything to my editor. My editor It's going to take a while. I, got eight, I sent them eight episodes to do on my uh, road trip. Uh, the three in Chicago, two at the stadiums in Chicago. Did one in Akron and one in Fort Wayne. Yikes. Uh, I have one in Miami that still has to be done. I got two in Belleville that need to be done. So I have like 11 episodes that have to be edited eventually. No, does Pat, does he do all that for you? Or No, is this that... is a guy named Kurt does it for me. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Pat was a cool guy too, meeting him. That was really nice. Dogs was cool, really nice meeting him. Yep. Um, the National Car Convention was fun too. I know that's why you guys really went out to Chicago. Yes, initially. yes, yes. What was the favorite thing that you saw there, and then what was the favorite thing that you picked up from there? Well, I'll show you one of the favorite things I picked up there. Okay. Let me see if I could reach over and grab it right now. Okay, I picked up a bunch of starting lineup figures. Yeah, I saw those. But this might be one of the neatest things I got. These uh, two baseball cards, I got them uh, both for $25. Oh, why? Who's that one? I can't see that one. It's the same guy. Is that Ozzy? No. I was going to say. Who's that? Let me see. It's Sadu Haro O. Oh, okay. Dude, I can't see from that. Like, it's all blurry over here. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be worse than cheddar. Sadu Haro O was uh, the next to last church burr. He walked in with Hideki Matsui and a couple, another baseball guy. Uh-huh. Then they handed it off to... Uh, this is who actually should have let the, the cauldron, but I guess he's not in the best of health, so they gave it to uh, Osaka. Oh, wow. 
I didn't know that. That's fucking bogus. He has eight, over 800 career home runs in the Night Pond Baseball League. Holy shit. And these cards. Holy, that's a lot, dude. Oh, my gosh. And these cards, if you notice, these are actually Japanese. Wow. There's no English on them. They're actually Japanese. These cards are actually from Japan. That's awesome. So it's Saruharu O. It's cards from, uh, they're, they're from the 70s from when he was playing. I, I obviously so can't crazy. read them. I can't read them. They're in Japanese, but it's two cards of Saduaro. O. One of him just like a, a close up, and one of him swinging the bat. That's the, awesome. Uh, Yami, Yamiyori Tokyo Giants. Wow! Hell yeah! That's the best thing you got from there. That's your favorite I, thing. I mean, they had so much, man. I mean, you get you get a card of Saduaro. Where else am I going to find Japanese Saduaro O cards? Nowhere. I didn't even see. I, I didn't even see those anywhere. And I have, we went around the whole fucking place. Yeah, there was a guy that had Japanese stuff. And then you also met uh, Mr. Bobby Hull. Bobby Hull, yeah. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, the, the, Steve Garvey was there too, and uh, Andrew Jones. Nice. Oh, a couple yeah. other people. The autographs uh, the situation was a fiasco. I'm glad I didn't even uh, partake in that. Yeah, I remember you see it, just the lines, everything was just so unorganized. And it then you just, went it to was K- a, It was a total fiasco. Yeah. I know we got to wrap it up soon because, uh, Frank, how many cameos do you have? 46. Oh, my gosh. So Frank has 46 cameos. He's going to try to get half of them done tonight. That's and I'm taking my up, attempt. That's my attempt. And I'm taking up your time. But we're going to wrap it up soon. I know you're short on time. Um, how was your trip to Canton? Uh, that was fun, of course. I got there. We got there about 5.30 on Monday, and it closes at 8. And at 7, they start uh-huh. saying, uh, you know, we're closing in an hour. Then I'm going through the uh, the Hall of Bust. And, of course, they don't have the this year's uh, inductees in there yet. Uh-huh. They have the bunch who are dead. But the people who are still living, they didn't unveil their bust yet. Oh, wow. Because uh, they were unveiled uh, Saturday and Sunday at the uh, Hall of Fame. And the one bust I would have loved to see I guess I'll have to see it next time, is Detroit Palomalo bust. Oh, wow, yeah. That's going to be beautiful with that long, luscious hair. <laughs> uh, I know when uh, Deion Sanders went in. That was the worst bust I've seen. I mean, I mean that's your coworker. I can't even talk shit. But, like, that was the worst bust I've ever seen he in my life. Them, he wanted to, well, uh, and, the, and the Hall of Fame uh, denied his request. He wanted to put one of his do-rags on his bust. Oh my gosh, he should have. That would have been fucking great. It would have looked more like him. Like some of the busts are good. Some of the busts aren't great likenesses. So, but it, but it's it, but it's amazing. You walk past all these heads. Did that get you excited for the season? A little bit. Um, our Bears practiced with your Dolphins today. You know, I am so glad that the Bears suck. They don't suck, Frank. Stop. The Dolphins suck. Yes, the Bears suck so much that the city of Chicago is now lit by the centrifugal force that's created by George Hallis spinning in his grave. Dude, stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. I am so excited for Justin Fields, and I'm not going to let you take that negativity away from me. Well, I don't know when Justin Fields is going to start, but you know what? You know, get used to this song. He's a 
Dandy Andy Dalton. Oh, Andy Dandy, do or die. When the game is on the line, he'll be sure to have a turnover. That is the Andy Dandy way. Dude, I, th- I give him three weeks. I give him three weeks for him to get fucking crushed. Uh, by the way, here's a prediction. Okay. Cam Newton gets cut at the end of training camp. Are you serious? You think so? That's your bold prediction that he gets cut? I don't yeah. think they're going to cut him. No way. Well, supposedly Cam Newton is like treating Mac Jones like shit. Oh, he is. I didn't even know about this. I'm going to go look into some fucking beat reporters and shit. I didn't know that. Holy fuck. And yeah, and they're not gonna they're not gonna let Cam Newton like some one year guy. And unless unless Cam Newton like uh, comes out and plays real well, yeah, they're gonna cut his ass. Is it some kind of rookie hazing? Yeah, Probably yeah, he, he was basically body shaming him. Oh, great, great. That's something you want. Have you, has he not seen fucking Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah, he's he's calling Cam Newton. He's calling Mac Jones Mac and Cheese. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, but like, and uh, and basically, people in New England are just fed up with Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, you you go from Tom Brady winning six rings for if, you. If and Mac, you, jo- yeah. if, if if Cam Newton has a terrible preseason, and Mac Jones wins the starting job, you're going to see Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to be Cam Newton's going to be uh, holding his bags outside of Foxborough, going, "Hello, we're quarterback for we're uh, quarterback for uh, for dinner." No, he'll be he'll be on the he'll be uh, scalping tickets, tickets, tickets. He'll be right outside Foxborough. Yeah, which which we call uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson like ripped into him. Oh, he did. I gotta go watch yeah. it. I haven't even seen that. Damn. Um, no, all right. No, which we call Bart Scott too. Bart Scott. Uh, Bart Scott is an asshole. I mean, I like him, but like he gets when he talks shit, he talks shit. He's like Kwame Brown. Yeah, yeah, but he's but he but supposedly he's like uh, he's not been too friendly to Mac Jones, hmm. and, and you know. And he's been he's been belittling him in training camp. Yeah, that's not the, that's that. not the way to keep that's not the way to keep your job. No, especially, especially when you were he was on he's been terrible. He's been uh-huh. a terrible quarterback the last three two or three three or four years. Yeah, I, I can't see him going to any other team if he gets cut. Like maybe and, the and, the, and the Patriots are only having him there to tutor Mac, uh, Mac Jones until Mac Jones is ready to go. I mean, uh, last year Mac uh, last year uh, Cam Newton passed for two thousand six hundred. Yeah, only passed for twenty six hundred yards. I mean, that's that's not that that is pedestrian. You got if you're a starting quarterback, you got it. Three thousand yards this day and age is bad. He had six fumbles last year. He had more interceptions and uh, touchdowns. Cam Newton, unless he has a good training camp, is going to be cut by the Bears by, by the by the Patriots. That's my prediction. Yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, this is not going to. Uh, this is not going to endear him to the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. If Mac Jones wins that starting job, the Patriots are probably going to cut uh, Cam Newton. Good, and then duly so. Why would you allow anybody to bully your first round draft or your your number one quarterback? Where you guys are one in room. That doesn't really make any sense to me. So I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. How do you think? I'm going to let you go right after this question. How do you think the Dolphins are going to be? Uh, eight and nine. Eight nine. Eight nine. You weren't giving the nine and eight. There's one extra game. Just give them the nine and eight. Uh, no, the Dolphins are, are forever stuck in mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see it. I can see. No, you know what? I'm going to go ten and eight. I can give them ten and eight. Two out to farm himself. I'll, I'll go ten and eight. All right. Let me see the uh, the Patriots depth chart. Okay. Who else do they have on their team? Oh yeah, he's done. 
Who's the backup? Brian Hoyer. They have still Jared. Oh, well, they have Hoyer and Brian and Brian Hoyer. Yeah, Hoyer is a stud, bro. He's yeah, they like him too. He's probably a way better mentor. Yeah. So, and if if unless Cam Newton goes out and shines in preseason, if Mac Jones has a good preseason, Cam Newton uh, is mediocre. They're going to cut him. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck him. Yeah, I don't know. I can maybe see him going to the Texans. I can maybe see him being a backup somewhere. But how can you be a backup if you're going to be talking to people like that? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's, that's not a good thing. Oh, all right, Frank, I think we're going to end it right there. Uh, i got to end my time on the show anyway, so we're going to close out here. Uh, everybody, thanks for hopping on the show. Frank, thanks for coming on the show again. Appreciate you as always. Um, do you want to leave us out on a nice little song? Uh, no, I just got to start concentrating on doing these cameos. No song today? Are you kidding? Oh, well, I'll sing one for Pete Alonzo. <laughs> All right, cool. Petey, the happy loser, doesn't really give a fuck. And if the Mets should win, it will have to be pure luck. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. Such a good job, I pat myself on the back. Flight confirmation and cash through the app. Ain't nobody robbing me, I answer doors with a strap. Anywhere I go, I put Southside on the map. Try to say she love me, I said I love me back. Try to cuss me out, I ain't going for that. Niggas say they want my plug so they can order the packs. But I'm addicted to the trap, you never know I relapse, so.